The Fresno Focus Radio Hour. This is the No Focus Radio Hour. Comedy and insight from the greatest minds in Fresno. A Lito Mine Media Production. That's right. This is the No Focus Radio Hour, the number one independent podcast in the Central Valley. Thank you for listening, and thank you for telling a friend. The No Focus Radio Hour is available anywhere podcasts can be found, including YouTube and your home smart speakers. Remember to subscribe and leave a review. That really does help others discover our show. And while you're reviewing, keep in mind that five stars is the correct number of stars. If you enjoy our show, please share share it with a friend, and if you hate it, share it with your enemies. Check out our site, nofocusradio.com. There you can get exclusive content, and you can also vote on Don's polls. Find us on social media. Our handle is at nofocusradio. You can find the rest of our shows at lightomindmedia.com. True. Now I know just what I got to do. I'm gonna hit this ground running, 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 running just as fast as I can. Where you going? Hit the ground running, 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 running to my favorite podcast in Fresno. You guys let me hang in there for a little bit. Uh, That's right. This is the No Focus Radio Hour, the number one independent podcast in the Central Valley. It's made for those who live in the Central Valley, for those who miss the Central Valley, those who long to live in the Central Valley, and for those who are suffering from respiratory problems in the Central Valley. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. As always, we have our beautiful cast of characters. However, sadly, Don is still out. Yeah, what happened? Well, you know, he had that terrible sausage-tearing incident. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And he's yeah. still in a cast, which is apparently very <laughs> oh, uncomfortable. Man. Sausage cast. Those yeah, it's a worst. sausage cast. Ah. It's, not, it's not good. Sausage casing cast. So that's I heard that his, um, his physical therapy is pretty interesting, though. Really? Yeah. Pretty intense, yeah, huh? Pretty a lot of massage. Intense, yeah. A lot of massage. He's wow. learning to do these interesting push-ups where you, like, lay down hmm. and you lift yourself up. Oh. Um, uh, as always, uh, we have I won't get out of my mind now. <laughs> we have with us, uh, you guys know him as the doorman. Hey, Fresno. Guess what? I am so glad I saw smoke in the air, and I'm like, thank God. I have missed it so much this summer. We are back to fire time, smoke, red sun in Fresno. Thank you so much. Yeah, your lungs were missing it. Yeah, yeah, I was breathing too clear there. Now I can barely breathe. Thank you, fires. Yeah, that's great. We also have with us Mr. Marty Stupidasso. Hey, uh, yeah, the air is absolutely horrible. As soon as we're done here, I'm fleeing tomorrow bay. Are you really? really? I cannot take this air anymore, so my family has fled, and I am right behind them. Oh, they left Uh-oh. without you. Yeah, wow. I tell you, go save yourself. You know, I, yeah. I said I have to come in and do this podcast with yeah. these greatest minds. Wonderful in people. I do appreciate it. <laughs> it's very important. You can't, you can't miss it. And behind the board, we have the one, the only, right. Johnny Nobbs. Hey, everybody. Uh, Johnny Nobbs here. You guys know why they call me that, don't you? Uh, I, You know, I, I thought I did, but I don't think I really do. <laughs> I'm going to keep it simple. It's because I control the volume. Today, we got a big show, everybody. We have a lot of stuff. We're talking about um, some big things in California. Uh-oh. We have, um, you think, you guys know why? Water's pretty expensive these days. I heard. Yeah. Yeah. It will, uh, if you guys have a private well, you know, you escape into the country. 
Yeah. Get yourself a well. Yeah. Right. Well, I got some news about that. Uh oh. That's not going to save you money anymore. Um, there's some big events in Clovis. There's the Country Western Dance. We'll talk about that. Ooh. That's very exciting. Uh, there's a new business in town that we're going to talk about. Um, I got some uh, use this, not that. Nice. And I have a new cryptocurrency that we're going to chat about as well. Very nice. important. Ooh. It has an unfortunate name, but we're going to think about some new names for it. I'm uh, but, very curious. Yes, 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 yes. But most importantly, we have with us a special guest. He is a local author. His name is Stephen Cochran, and he is actually uh, calling in right now. Stephen, can you hear us? Yeah, hey, how are you guys doing? Doing great. Great, man. Really great. great. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic on this beautiful Saturday morning. That's right. So <laughs> where are you? Are you uh, somewhere else and not in Fresno? Or Oh, no, I'm in Fresno. Okay. I am barricaded in my house oh. right behind my AC unit there and uh, my okay. air purifier. There so you it go. is a beautiful yeah. place. Nice, nice. Really good. So uh, Stephen Cochran, he is from, um, it's called now Coxon Media. Is that correct? That is correct. Fantastic. And this is a, this is your first book. It is called... Alameda. It is a novel. It's called Alameda, a novel. Yeah. All right. Uh, Al- Alameda, which is yeah, uh, Spanish for grove of trees. Oh, okay. Oh, oh that's interesting. Oh, that, I yeah. like that. It reminds me a lot about like the word Fresno, which it means, means ash, ash tree, yeah. right? Yeah. I like I, that. I think they should just change it to ash. It makes, yeah. it makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just ash. Forget the yeah. tree part. <laughs> So uh, you have a you have this book. Um, I'm going to give a quick. I'll let you give a rundown, but I'm going to read if you don't mind the uh, the quick synopsis featured on your website because I want I want to read yeah. it with some uh, some gusto here. Okay, yeah. It says um, in the future, shopping malls have been converted into corporate living facilities. Advancements in nanotechnology and video recognition have been integrated into every facet of residents' lives for convenience and control. In a world that streams 24-7, who would kill an innocent college student? Security Chief Omar Hernandez won't give up until he discovers Lucia's killer in Alameda. (laughs) Nice! Nice. Man, you made that sound really cool. You might want to hire him. I don't know. Are you out for hire, Johnny? Cold read. I apologize. I I also have this issue. We talked about it previously. I'll read things. And I say them wrong because I read them in my mind. Like I oh, said, yeah. Lucia, but it might be Lucia. I'm not Lucia, sure. Lucia, Alameda, Lucia, or Alameda. 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 Lucia, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's Lucia. Okay, well that's great. Uh, Lucia. Alameda. I think Alameda. I pr- pronounced wrong. What did Alameda. I say? It, Alameda. It's Alameda. See, I pronounced that like wrong. Alameda County. Yeah. See. Yeah. Other well, um, anyways, I'm gonna stop talking. Okay, <laughs> Stephen, give us yeah. Tell us tell us a little bit about uh, your first novel, um, and we'll we'll dig in some dig in from there. Uh, yeah, well, uh, release date is coming up. It's going to be July 28th, Ooh. and it's a speculative fiction about a possible future, the timeline that we're currently living in with the uh, the choices we're making today, uh, slowly but surely affect how uh, our reality will be in the future and our lack of uh, civil liberties. And so that's the backdrop to what is just uh, quintessentially a, a thriller mystery. Um. So you you talk a little bit about like a lack of civil liberties and where we're going here. Is that um, uh, I'm assuming this is based on things you've been seeing in in life and kind of your you have taken those ideas and you've uh, forecasted a little bit into the future. How how far in the future do you see this? Uh, 
Um, well, I kept it kind of loose. Okay. I, I did. Ke- I keep. I kept it kind of loose uh, intentionally. I didn't want to give it any hard timelines um, because whenever you do a, a story, you give a hard timeline in the future. Everyone's like, "Well, he got this right, but then he got this wrong." You know? Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you do uh, talk. So, a, you do talk a lot about the current events. You cover the coronavirus. Yeah. And the first and coronavirus, like actually, in right. the book, I imply that there's actually been multiple coronaviruses. Yeah, I actually true. wrote that <laughs> before, like the variants came out. Right. Nice. Um, so that was kind of that was kind of interesting when they started saying, "Well, there's this Delta variant." I was like, "Well, what's a variant?" Uh, well, crap. <laughs> 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 but um, you know how the, how the story kind of came to be was, uh, you know, shelter in place, and we started mm. climbing the walls. And my wife and I decided to go take a car ride. You know, <laughs> windows up, driving around town. We saw all these empty storefronts and uh, a tremendous amount of people uh, walking the streets, and we we're like, "Well, you know." what are we going to do with the, with the malls of America? And uh, true to form after I, I said that out loud, all of a sudden my feed started being these news uh, 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 stories of all these uh, malls across the nation uh, going empty and just and rotting. And I was like, well, what if they, what if the, that was the solution for uh, our homeless issue? Right. Mm. And then from there, things just kind of fell into place. And uh, what, uh, what I observed during COVID and the lockdown definitely p- plays a part in how I developed the story. Um, I was seeing things like, uh, you know, a perfect example, someone would post something on Twitter and within 24 hours it disappeared. <laughs> um, and, you know, yes, the first amendment is not uh, specific towards businesses. It's specific towards, uh, you know, the government. I always thought that was kind of that that's interesting, right? Like all of a sudden and people's reactions and how people were responding to what was going on Um for a large part, you hear people who are upset about things, but most people just live their lives. And uh, I was listening to a song uh, from the 50s, and it's, uh, it goes something like, um, was it? 15 tons, what do I get? Oh, Another yeah, day yeah. older and cheaper, cheaper in, in debt. Yeah, deeper in debt, yeah. And uh, in the chorus, I sold my soul to the company store. And so all that just kind of came together, and uh, Alameda came out the other side. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's kind of funny you, you brought that up because it's kind of like we're back to that, right? The company store, uh, right. you know, it, it's just so funny. The coal mines. I mean, that song was was back about the coal mines, you know, back back in the day when people would basically the coal mines owned everything mm-hmm. uh, the companies yeah. did. And so you'd go and work all day and then you'd go to the store to buy food and you'd still be in debt, you know, when you came yeah. out. And that's still kind of the, the similar idea in this whole book. It's like you, you mentioned everybody's like in debt for food and just for basic essentials, you know. Basically, right, they right. own nothing. They, nobody owns anything they rent it yeah oh yeah that's the other yeah. thing yeah clothes and stuff that was very interesting <laughs> i'm like how do you rent clothes you know that is the well, thing. That, that, sorry go on go ahead now, i was gonna say we <laughs> we've talked about it a bit on the show too right there's that that the video from the great reset where it says you will own nothing, nothing right yeah. by 2030 they they they're that's what they want so you kind of you've taken a lot of these i it's crazy it's kind of like i think a lot of science fiction or or a lot of future things like that is so many things do come true Right. Mm, and right. a lot of times people go, well, how did they like when I, me- I remember reading uh, Fahrenheit 451, which is one of my favorite books of all time. Yeah. And it's like, my oh, yeah. gosh, how did this guy nail so many things? But it was like, right. well, he saw the writing on the wall. Right. It wasn't yeah. all imaginative. It was he was a kind of person who could connect dots and go, 
I see where this is going. Well, you, you know that you, you brought up something really interesting. That's kind of like, it's kind of like a there seems to be in around times too. There's like certain artists that seem to bring things out, and there seems to be like a, a collective conscience that kind of comes through all these different artists in different ways. But it all right. kind of says the similar thing. So yeah. I'm kind of wondering if we're kind of in that in that uh, time right now. You know, Stephen nailed a lot of things in his book Alameda. And the nice yeah. thing is. Um, I don't know if it's nice, but in in, in Fresno, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if, if it's you want to nice. go outside in Fresno, you have to wear a sun jacket. You have yeah. to wear a respirator because you right. can't breathe the air. The air is top bad because, and also the temperature is like 120. Yeah, I was saying, is it about 120. Is that the top or is is it actually? Was uh, that a cool day? Yeah, was that that's cool a, day? yeah, exactly. That's uh, that's 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 average for uh, Alameda. Uh, you know, um, I make a reference that nobody wants to live within 20 feet of the windows inside the mall. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, because they don't want to cook and, you know, they don't want to get sun bleached. And, um, you know, it was this conversation me and my wife have all the time. Uh, we're in a drought. Mm. Well, how many droughts do you have to go through before that's just your weather? Yeah. Um, my entire life in Fresno has been five years drought, one year rain since I was a little kid. Yeah. And I'm starting to wonder, well, are we in a drought or is this just, this is just how it's going to be. And if this is how it's going to be, where is it going to go? Mm -hmm. And um, anyone who lives in Fresno knows you always remember the hot days and you wish for the uh, cold days you never get. Right. <laughs> yeah, true. That's that's a great line. Yeah. One thing I really Very liked true. about your book is a lot of science fiction writers will make it take place in space and spaceships. Instead, right. you made the mall a spaceship to where people yeah. live in the mall. They work in the mall. They don't really leave the mall because they have to wear special equipment. So it's kind of like the mall is a spaceship and people live in their little pods and work in yeah, there. Yeah, I really like a wanted city, a city within a microcosm. Yeah, yeah. Um, all, all in one. I didn't want people um, leaving the bubble, right? Mm, yeah, and it kind of, kind of played, you know, pretty much where I was in my mindset, where you know, I didn't leave my house. I have my victory garden in the backyard, <laughs> and you know, we have a, a very close friend whose son uh, does uh, Future Farmers of America. So we were having meat delivered, and so it was like we were. I was in the bubble, and of course, that kind of mentality moved into my writing at the time. Mm. Now, so, I don't, I don't think I'm giving anything away, right? I can tell what mall you you were talking about, right? Am yeah, I, yeah, I no, it? we are definitely talking about Manchester, Manchester yeah, Mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was so, cool when I kind of put that together, and I yeah. saw Gottschalk's Will is it? And then you were talking about going to the theater to the visit theater. one of the yeah. characters, Usher, and yeah. you used to, we were talking about the murals of black and white. And I used to work in that mall at um, one of the schools there. And well, I was going, oh, my God, it's Manchester. That's so cool. <laughs> well, so, you know, I, I was going to say, and, and the reason I brought that up is because, I mean, I think I haven't been to Manchester in years, uh -huh. but I think it's pretty much the way you describe it now, right? It's pretty empty. I mean, it could be just yeah. throw some pods up. It's ready to go, I think. Something I, I, I think we skipped ahead because we we know the book, and but our listeners might not know. This this book, let's, let's bring it back home. Good point. Takes place in Fresno. Yeah, which, yes. In which a dystopian future in Fresno, yeah. Right, which is, I think, something that the listeners might be going, wait, is this take place in Fresno? Yes, yes. It, it very clearly yeah. does. But yeah. it's, it's easily accessible by people who do not live in Fresno. Right, it's like reading a book that takes place in Los Angeles. Like, everybody right. knows it. Um, yeah. But the, right. and it's cool right. because you, you specifically mention, you know, places in Fresno. You talk about, you know, you talk about Blackstone Avenue and you give a little bit of the past about it, um, how it was like the tire shops. And, mm, yeah. Um, the right, people yeah. used to own tires is a kind of a little thing there. Um, you talk about got shocks. Fresno State plays a a, a big part in the yeah. book. So it very much, uh, you know, revolves in our town, which I think is very cool for local people. Um, like every, you know, it's one of those books that uh, there's not a lot of science fiction books that just 
or books in general that take place in Fresno and mention the places you know. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, uh, I I tend to, in my writing, you know, this is my first book out, but I have other stuff that, have, of course, short stories and uh, future projects that I'm working on. And I tend to write about the Central Valley in Fresno almost exclusively. Mm-hmm. And it's... I, you know, I've lived here my whole life. I did some traveling, but uh, this is home. Uh, I raised my kids here because this is home. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to just describe when when you have such a such a close uh, emotional investment in your in yeah, your hometown it's really vivid you know yeah could you describe what it's like to walk around in the summer or be around fresno in the summer extremely well like how yeah. no one you said mentioned no one wants to be in the front of the mall which is true it's just too hot <laughs> so you just <laughs> well, you describe that perfectly yeah i don't want to get into too many parts that well well yeah i mean it's like it's hard because you don't want to like completely yeah. you know give the book away but i will say man you you got me because you know i was I, I read the book and then i'm driving down blackstone and i swear i'm i'm picturing your dystopian blackstone you know and matching right. it to the modern day so it's yeah. like i'm just imagining like omar because the main character is omar hernandez and you know i'm picturing him going down Blackstone. I'm like, oh my gosh, what would that be like, you know, in this dystopian future? Yeah, and so. I had to go into Manchester the other day for work and oh, stuff, did and you? I was in there, and I was walking around, okay, over here is where all the rich people live, and <laughs> this is probably where one of the gardens <laughs> Lady is. Dash. Yeah, Lady, Lady Dash. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, what was kind of cool is after lockdown, um, I got a camera, and I went to the mall, and security stopped. He's, what are you doing? I was like, I want to take pictures. They're like, hey, uh, you might want to talk to the manager. <laughs> and I, I talked to uh, one of the uh, the managers for the mall, and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I just want to take pictures of some of the empty spaces. And they're yeah. like, well, what for? I'm writing a book. <laughs> what's this book about <laughs> the future yeah. <laughs> about how much but your they, mall sucks i'm not uh. <laughs> <laughs> right but they uh they were really gracious they were really nice they gave me full access to uh every place that was not under construction i was oh, allowed to cool. go around oh, wow. and snap pictures and everything and in fact what i'll do is i'll select some of the pictures that i took that really inspired the writing and uh, with your permission i can upload them on discord for your discord fans oh, that'd be awesome man. killer yeah um Hey, yeah, can, the, can you put yeah take some pictures can you put a little little caption on there too like hey this is what you know and, and tell exactly what you were thinking and stuff and and tie it to the book that would be awesome oh yeah definitely there yeah. was some there were some great shots that really uh, uh perpetuated the story there's a there's a part in the book where omar's just walking down uh the mall and that was heavily influenced by the pictures that i took and mm. how how he was in that space you know yeah. Well, and in the book, you keep mentioning the uh, the red brick, you know, and I remember yeah. that so yeah. vividly. Like I said, I haven't been in the, in, in the mall in years, but I remember that brick, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's what's 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 interesting is I, I mentioned um, one of the areas is called Carousel Way, and right. it's no longer there. But I remember growing up, like they had a giant carousel. Yeah, is that gone? See, I haven't been there since. Yeah, it's been gone for a while, it, it, I think. Oh, it's been no. gone for a while. Yeah. Oh, and no. as a kid, you'd get to ride, you know, you know, I'm like, you know, five or six families there doing something, but I got to go on the carousel. And I vividly yeah. remember uh, it's that and the uh, tank outside of Chaffee Zoo mm. were like, kind of iconic little kid uh, uh, locations in Fresno. Yeah, the tank mm. was fact, great I, when it was really hot in the summer and you jumped on the tank and burned your hands. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't definitely, know. Definitely. I don't know if I remember the tank outside of the zoo. Outside a little veterans, um, like a log cabin thing. Oh, well, you know what happened to the tank, right? What? 
uh, Ray Appleton picked it up and uh, he actually refurbished and, and, and took care of it because it was just sitting there, oh, you know, wow, kind yeah. of. And I remember, I, I remember when it happened. My brother was like, "He can't, he can't do that. That's our take." And I was yeah. like, "Yeah, that's our." What's he? But you know, the idea that it still lives out there, that it's being taken care of, actually yeah. is kind of a cool thing. Oh wow, we have to talk to Ray about that. But, yeah, I know. Yeah. We had him on the show. We should have. Yeah, I wish we would have known that. Yeah. What I like most about your book is it's really well written. I sat through and read the whole thing in one sitting, and that's really rare oh, for me. Thank you. But um, I, I enjoyed the way it was written. Yeah, I mean, very vivid. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, and really, I mean, you really get a sense. I mean, the way you write, you really get a sense of what's going on. It's like it's just amazing. The imagination just kicks in. Yeah, and you with have the a, writing. You have and, a lot of really memorable characters in there. One of my favorite character was uh, Usher, who ran the movie theater. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I <laughs> right, right. that guy. Yeah, 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 that guy's pretty amazing. Yeah. Now, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go, go, go right ahead. No, I was gonna say, you know, now um, I've noticed, you know, now I'm friends with you on Instagram, so it's like I see you posting these things every time. You're like up at like four, five o'clock in the morning. Here we go, here we go. How long did it take you to, to write this book, and how easy is it for you to write this stuff? You know, is it just kind of flow out at that time, or or do you have to sit in there for hours and then you're just banging away and you know and yeah, well, what's I, the process? you know, I. Uh... I've been do, I've been doing a lot of reels lately to kind of promote the, the the book and I kind of talk about my process and what works for me. Um, so if you follow me on Instagram, you can check out those reels. But uh, for the most part, yeah, I get up. Um, I don't sleep a lot. I <laughs> okay. wake up like three, four o'clock in the morning, wow. and the and the mind monkeys just go. Okay. Now my my usual time is five o'clock, and I have an alarm set for five o'clock, and so I will I will write two to six hours in the morning. Wow, you know, and uh, part of the part of the process is the fact that that early in the morning um, there are no distractions. Uh, my brain's firing at full speed. And um, once I decided what story I was going to tell, and in the big one, and I'm going to be talking about this in an upcoming reel, is once I knew who Omar was, like I knew him, uh, you know, I came about Omar kind of haphazardly. I started with uh, the uh, with Lucia, mm-hmm. and I wanted to bring, make this bright character to contrast the, the, this dark, uh, in, uh, reality. And then I kind of stumbled across Omar and as I developed him, I, I knew him mm. and all I could think about was him. And once you know your character, really know your character, it does just kind of flow because, you know, Stephen King says, put a person in a situation and then try to get them out. Mm. And by knowing who the character is, you're honest with their reactions to their reality. And then everything else just kind of falls into place. Mm-hmm. So once that happened for me, I think it actually only took me three months to write. Really? Wow, that's fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I started it, I want to say, nine months ago. And it was just an idea, and I kind of did a little backstory, and I was taking some things in a different direction. And I was working on, uh, I'm working on other projects. I've got a, uh, I've got a young adult novel coming out later this year, maybe the beginning of next year, called uh, Morticians, which takes place in the Central Valley and is uh, the zombie apocalypse. Nice. Um, is that about uh, uh, our yeah, guy? It's about Stu me here. when I was uh, <laughs> a mortician. The yeah, if you do need, if you need some insight. Marty yeah. here used to uh, work right. on dead bodies. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, once I made a decision on which way the story was going to go, it just popped 
and and there it goes. And that typically happens for me when I'm writing is once I make a decision on where it needs to go, I'm in a damn good hurry to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, have you always been, um, I mean, I, I know you mentioned in your Instagram, you're talking about, yes, you do, you know, you have to read, read, read. That's really the thing, right? Because you learn yeah. by reading. And I, and I did see that that post. Um, as far as your writing now, have you, this is your first book, but have you been always writing like the whole time, you know, just here and there and just never really put anything together or yeah, how long have you yeah. been doing this, I guess? So, so morticians, I started 12 years ago. Oh, wow. And um, actually, I, and I finished it 12 years ago and I shelved it because I didn't have an ending that I liked. And and it's about it's almost uh, 80,000 words. And oh, okay. uh, in fact, I, I read it to my wife and she was like, oh, this is great. This is what you should be doing. Um uh-huh. I I started writing in high school and, uh, you know, the, the, the grammar people are grammar you don't have there's always negative you know uh, negative people who say no you shouldn't do this you should you know do something a little bit more realistic and you shouldn't be a writer and you're not very good at it (laughs) um so but i've always told stories Mm -hmm. Mm. and um you know so i've always i've I've got notebooks from like 20 years ago that are just full of non sequiturs and short stories that never went anywhere so in in that aspect, I've been practicing for twenty years. Gotcha. Yeah, and I, I finally uh, I finally have the cheerleader support and the encouragement to actually pursue it uh, as a, as a passion. Wow, that's awesome. So speaking of which, um, you you wrote the book. Where uh, are you? Where do you publish it? Where is somebody? Not where do you publish it, but where do people get it? Where can somebody ah. buy your book? So pre-sales for Kindle are already up on Amazon. Um, it's going to go live on Amazon. Okay. We're going to keep it uh, just, I know there's, there's, there's other options like Google books and iTunes and, and everything like that. But for right now, we're just doing a, a Kindle Amazon. Okay. And um, I am currently in the process of doing the audible book as well. So awesome. oh, wow. uh, nice. Yeah. Uh, July 28th, for sure. You can get the ebook and a physical copy through Amazon and hopefully uh, the same day, but maybe shortly thereafter, if you want to listen to it on audible, you'll be able to download it and listen to it there. Great. And are you self narrating the book? <sighs> I actually, uh, I think you guys know uh, my friend uh, ATF, Abel T. Fletcher. Yeah. He uh, did you guys' show back in the day. We worked yeah, together on right. his book, uh, uh, Casper. Yeah. And he's actually going to be narrating it. How awesome oh, is okay. that? Okay. Oh, nice. Very cool. Nice. <laughs> All right. So another nice. kind of local, another local uh, yeah. author will be doing it. That's very cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question. Um, with Alameda, is there going to be a sequel? Because I enjoyed this world so much and mm. I liked... Um, the whole entire concept and the idea and the way it was going, is there going to be a sequel? So uh, I'm not going to say no, but as of right now, there are no plans for a sequel. And and here's the reason why. Uh, Alameda is 100% written from Omar's perspective. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, To write a sequel, I'd have to branch out and have it from different character perspectives and that's a different that's a different style of story right mm. so what you like in alameda may not be there in in a sequel because of the formatting from a single point of view moving to multiple points of view mm-hmm. um in the in the storytelling okay. um 
we we have a, a lot of uh, narration and internal dialogue with with Omar, and um, he has a very unique personality and a very unique way of looking at the world. Right. So to do a sequel, I feel like would would take from Omar. I I mm. so. I've already been asked that my, my wife's like, you should do a sequel. This is a really same, same response. She's like, this is a really great world you've built here. Yeah. 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 Even um, just like something else in that world, but not having well, to do with that problem. And, and here, and I'll, and I'll just interject this. I think a sequel is needed in my opinion, because we didn't get to river park. Uh, we did see Fashion Fair. I, I'm, I'm not going to give anything away, but we did see Fashion right. Fair. We saw Manchester, yes. but not not River Park. And we need to get there now and hear that story too, included in all of them. You know, <laughs> right, right. There was a there was a time where there was another chapter, um, and it was written from Lady Desh's point of view. Ah, ooh, and it didn't fit with the flow of the book. So okay. I got it. So, so um, I'm going to go down a slight tangent really quick, just because yeah. we're talking about books from different points of view. Um, Steven, have you ever read Ender's Game? Oh, see here. They it, made a movie out of it. You know yeah, what? No, I didn't read Scott Card's uh, okay. book. I saw the movie several times. Okay. It's actually one of my kids' favorite films. All right. Well, read the book. It's it's different than the movie and, and amazing. It's, it's in my top three favorite books of all time. It's Ender's Game. Hmm. But then read Ender's Shadow which was written like 20 years later from another okay. character's point of view, but it's the exact same story, but all of us, but it changes it completely because you're in the, in Ender's game, you have this guy who's kind of like a jerk and all these different things. But when you read it from the other character's point of view, it, it's, it just completely changes yeah, everything. Different. It was the most, it was the coolest thing I, I've read wow. where I was like, Oh my right. gosh, this is interesting. So I'm not saying you uh, have to do a book like this. I'm just thinking, just because you've already done a, this uh, this book where you wrote from Desha's point of view, uh, give it a shot because it's really it's really fun to have read two com- novels of two points of view. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, because I, I, the, the world of Alameda is is so amazing and it's so well done that I I just want to explore more and I want to go into that world again. So that's why I was right. asking about a sequel. Well, I really appreciate that. Um, there is, a, I, I call it the, the promenade in the in, in the book, but I'm referring to Fashion Fair Mall. Yeah, I, I there there would be interesting to have another character from that mall because it's the same, you know, it's the same system of governance, mm. but they're so contrastingly different in how they're being run. And I, I thought that maybe that might be a, uh, kind of fun to, yeah. to explore. Well, yeah, and, and that world you built, I mean, it just, just the world you built, and I know it's Omar's perspective, but the, the world you built, I mean, I think there's so much more that, that can be told there, too. Just the same with, with Stu here. I'm like, man, that you know, I, I want to hear more about this place. Because you know? <laughs> I was telling my daughter about how you know people have nanites in their blood to keep them healthy, yeah. and how for them to get drunk, they have to vape. To change, kind of suppress and the change nanites. the code, they change the code. That's when the, they're yeah. getting high. Is when they change the code. They yeah. vape to change the code, but they'll yeah. vape to just to get drunk. And yeah. she goes, "Oh my god, that is so amazing!" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that is that was a great perspective. I love it. Yeah. Um. All right, time is running short. So, uh, Stephen, let's do let's do this really quick. Where so we know you can get it. You said July twenty eighth is the release date. That's correct. July twenty eighth. People can just should they just go on to um, Amazon search for. Uh, what's the best way so, to search for it or find it? So f- what I'm finding, because I could do the pre-sale right now, but I can't do the actual book pre-sale. Okay. They, the way Amazon's set up, you can only do the day of. Gotcha. Um, what I'm finding out, if you are looking for this book, Alameda, a novel, 
Stephen J. Cochran. Okay. Is right. the best way to bring it up on Amazon um, because Alameda being a county right. has a lot of historical novels uh, about it. Um, there's a lot of uh, 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 Alameda as a word is is a is a is a key word in a lot of novel titles. So if you mm-hmm. if you type in Alameda, a novel, Stephen J. Cochran, you should go right to my book. All right. What I'll do is I will I'll put a direct link in our show notes. Um, I'll do this. I'll do the search for you, listeners. So all you have to do is click the link and you'll and you'll get awesome. there. Um, you said they could pre-order the Kindle right now, but not the book. But the book is coming, uh, and they can order it at the twenty eighth. Right. Now, did you want to give out uh, Instagram or anything like that? Any other ways people can can follow you and, and check you out? Uh, you know what? I would love them to give them my Instagram tag. If they want to follow me on Instagram, they can always look me up on Facebook. I am on, uh, if you are looking for me on Facebook, it's Stephen J. Cochran. And Cochran's uh, spelled quite uniquely. It's spelled C-O-C-H-R-O-N, which is unique to my family. Okay. And then on uh, Instagram... Coxon Media is the uh, is the handle, and I actually don't know how to share that uh, link. Um, <laughs> it, it, Instagram has been a has been a very fun learning curve for. Me. <laughs> yeah. So Max, if you could, uh, I will. It'll be in the show in the, notes. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. It'll be we're, in the show notes. We're everybody. still trying to figure it all out, man. It's like, <laughs> what the heck are we doing here? You know. Yeah, so we'll have the Facebook, the Instagram, and a direct link uh, to the book uh, pre-sale um, in the show notes. So check that out. Any any last things you want to um, tell the audience or? Um, uh, I will say this: that I am on your guys's Discord, yes. and for the week leading up to and after i will pay special attention to no focus discord and if awesome. anybody has any questions for me i will answer them uh direct message on discord oh my gosh that's awesome all cool, right man. we're all gonna right, make man. sure everybody knows that i'm gonna say I'm put this in my notes steven is on our discord talk to him there we go uh, very cool that's awesome i really appreciate that yeah hey. I uh, I really enjoy Discord. I play D and D on it. It's really a great service. And the fact that you guys are on it was really exciting for me because I I like hanging out there and talking to people. You know what's cool? I'm glad you joined because a lot of our listeners, um, you know, they they'll respond on Instagram and and Facebook and things like that. The Discord was I I I love Discord as well. So I'm trying to push people to right. it so mm-hmm. I don't have to check Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, yeah. uh, WhatsApp. Yeah. I just want one place. Too much. Too much. So um, right. we'll see. Hopefully, I can. <laughs> start getting more people over there uh, yeah, and, and also you know do yourself a favor and get the book because it's it's really amazing it's well written it's not you know it's not like one of these big gigantic novels it's like 152 pages roughly right but it's it's exciting and it's really well, interesting it keeps you engrossed and and like, the, and yeah, like and you the were concepts saying, the concepts yeah. that he comes up with are just spectacular and you go oh my god how did he come up with this yeah and and, and it is it's like you sit down you don't want to you don't want to put it down i mean yeah. i was like okay I'm, yeah. I'm tired i gotta go to bed get That's some sleep you know? yeah go, well, we, morning, we actually but... call it a sunburn book in the house this book will give you a sunburn if you read it outside that's great i love it, it well, that's yeah. the title of the show sunburn uh, sunburn, <laughs> sunburn book <laughs> nailed it the sunburn book. um a sunburn <laughs> book perfect um all right we everybody uh thank you again Stephen, for yeah, coming thanks, on Stephen, man i appreciate thank you coming you on really appreciate it yeah um stay on we're going to talk to you in the break here um but listeners we'll be back after a short word from a sponsor. Get the book.
At the mortuary of the Talking Spirits, we make funerals easier by asking the deceased to do the planning for you. All of our funeral counselors are certified spiritualists, and they're ready to help you make contact with the other side. What can be a better tribute to someone's life than letting them plan their final farewell? Just because someone passed away doesn't mean the burden of planning a funeral should fall on you. At the Mortuary of the Talking Spirits, we're making funerals easier for the living. Thank you once again to our sponsor, the Mortuary of the Talking Spirits. Yes. Appreciate yes. all of your sponsorships. <laughs> I tried to work for them before, but I couldn't get the Ouija board to say anything, so they didn't hire me. Is that discrimination? I don't know, but I'm not spiritually wow. connected, I mm. guess. Sounds I tried like our, I tried our Ouija board them. once and said, get lost. So, <laughs> yeah. How rude. Yeah. So I got lost. This is a fun. This is a fun one, guys. So you know yes. our our wonderful governor and people in charge, they are trying to help. Oh, you mean our future president? Future president. Oh my gosh! They are trying to help exploited workers. And here's the thing: you always want to help exploited workers. You don't want sure. them to be exploited. So uh, Gavin Newsom, um, he approved this piece of legisl as legislature back in um, 2019 called AB5, and what that did was it was supposed to help help all of these um, independent contractors for like Uber and things like that. Cause they're yeah. like, well, they're not employees. They're not getting, you know, all the stuff that an employee gets. Mm. Um, but here's the problem, which is now hitting um, a, a huge group of people. It is truckers. Yeah. So truckers are all independent. Most truckers are independent um, workers, independent contractors. Yeah. Yeah. Independent contractors. So what's happening now is, um, because they are classified as independent contractors, um, now their jobs are being threatened under the law because what happens is is companies now, if they hire somebody more than a couple times, they're forced to hire them underneath this law. As an employee? As an employee. <laughs> so what's happening is oh people aren't getting work. Yeah. So um, there are roughly 70,000 owner-operated truck drivers in California and they are um, essentially losing losing all their work because companies can't hire them anymore. So they've got so they've got a truck that they probably have to pay for their own truck uh -huh. that they're doing, and and of course all their you know gas, whatever else that diesel. I mean, whatever and else they have to put into all upkeep that. and all that, and licenses they have to pay for, and they can't go get work now. They have to go right. become an employee. Yeah. So if a single somebody. company, if you become a single uh, employee of a single company, then you can't get all the other work, right? Well, and how is that going to work with these trucking companies? Because they're not going to if they they can't just hire a person. They would have to hire him by the truck, right? You know, and everything else, because otherwise, what, what's the truck? I mean, if these guys own their own trucks. How does that work? Yeah, yeah it doesn't gonna, work. It's going to kill the distribution of things, and our shelves are already bare enough as it is. Yes. So what's happening right now is there are thousands of truckers um, who are protesting and um, doing blockades at the port of Oakland. So right now, there yes. are thousands of truckers carrying these signs that say the 70,000-plus owner-operators choose freedom over fear. No on AB5. So once again... This law that was supposed to protect workers backfired because um, like don't they think this stuff through? It's like you know, it's no, like, they do. Where's I, the I, hammer, guys? I, I think it's purposely shutting industries down is what it's doing. So it's a master plan. Yeah. Well, listen. I mean, how can how many times when I was younger? How many times you know when you say, oh, those idiots here and those those idiots in Washington, those idiots at the state cap. Well, how many idiots do we have? I mean, I understand they may not be the brightest bulbs, mm -hmm. but at the same time. Uh, this has to be some. They just continually do this. This has to be some kind of purposeful. Yeah, 
And, and there's they did two Action. things. So one was California's AB5, right? Yeah. Um, secondly, though, Democratic lawmakers passed the, quote, Protecting the Right to Organize Pro Act. But okay. what that did was they passed that and they got people on board. Right? This protects your right to is this organize. Is just California or is this in that a was federal? A, that was a federal law. Okay. But what that actually did was it narrowed the definition of what an independent contractor was at the federal level. And it, they did that under the guise of granting them more protections. Mm. So they, I don't know if you remember those ads. It was like the PRO Act was a big deal. It was going to help all of these workers and give them the right to organize, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. But what it did was um, it narrowed their act. So it essentially, it protects and empowers workers, quote, to exercise our freedom to organize a bargain is what the president told, was what they were talking about. Um, President Biden supported it. President Biden said, I strongly encourage the House to pass the Protecting the Right to Organize Act, which would dramatically enhance the power of workers to organize and collectively bargain for better wages. Um, However, many groups oppose the measure. Um, uh, Chamber of Commerce published in 2019 uh, article co- called The Dangerous Ideas Behind the Pro Act. That was the U.S. Chamber of Commerce said the dangerous ideas. It says wow. it said labor unions that are promoting the bill, it would ra- re- radically rewrite labor laws in the United States. The proposal called in the Pro Act is a litany of almost every failed idea from the past 30 years of labor policy. <laughs> See? The Pro Act would undermine workers' rights, mm-hmm. drag employers into unrelated labor disputes, disrupt the economy, and force individual Americans to pay union dues regardless of oh their wish. Oh, my God. The union. So we the get the union. mafia into uh, it. Yeah. Yes. And which supports the Democratic Party, yes, which so then you would have to vote Democrat or else you may not be in it. It essentially killed the gig economy, which, by the way, 36% of the U.S. workforce work in the, quote, gig economy. 36% of U.S. workers work on um, single contract Let let me remind you. Let me throw another little thing in here. Let me remind you with the gig economy. Now, before, uh, Biden also changed the the tax code, right? His guys changed the tax code Uh where before you could work and make under $10,000 and you didn't have to report it, right? Right. And then now, at last, was it 2021 it kicked in? Where if you made over $600, you had to report it. Yep. So that also is destroying these guys. And that's why, you know, I understand going back to the Uber and the Lyft and all those guys that are saying, well, they're getting shortchanged. Well, okay, but at least they didn't have to pay taxes on that money that, from these companies. But now right. they have, even have to pay taxes if it's over $600, if you make over right. $600. And additionally, I don't know if you saw what they ended up doing with that was they um, also passed something that said banks banks used to not have to report oh. deposits unless they were $10,000 or more. Okay. So if you did a deposit of 10,000, yeah. a bank would report it to the federal government. What they then changed was people fought it. They said, okay, fine, 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 fine. We're not going to do that. That's bad. They changed it to banks need to report all your earnings if you make more than $10,000 in transactions per year. Oh my God. Which is even worse, which wow. means banks are now reporting every single person. So whether if you got cash from somebody, whatever it is, like you, you, whatever, on a part-time job, you sell video games, whatever the heck you do, right? Bookmarks, you're a bookmark sales guy on your, time, in your spare time. Now, if you make more than $10,000 in a year, all of that stuff is being sent to the federal but that, government. But that's only if, if it's a check from, I mean, how, how would they know that it's, it's if is that all earnings? Any, yes. any positive de, de, uh, deposits? Yep. Your grandma says, you know, Merry Christmas, and she gives you $500 check. That means that that's Man, your I earnings. I want a grandma like that. That'd I know, cool. me too. That means that, that you'll get 
Yes. They'll, so they'll, it's taxable. So they're just going to tax you on your grandma's gift. Yes. Quote. Wow. This is from CBS News. U.S. Treasury amends a proposal to track nearly all bank accounts. So I'm not putting anything in the bank at all. After initial proposing to track bank accounts with more than $600 of inflows and outflows, the Treasury on Tuesday offered a new threshold. More than $10,000 in transfers within a single year flags accounts for reporting to the IRS. $10,000 within a year. So if I'm on Amazon with, buying stuff and it's coming out of my bank, if once I get up to 10,000. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say with this inflation, that's that's like a tank of gas now. Uh, yeah. This maybe. would report all 10,000, including gross inflows and outflows with a breakdown for physical cash, transactions with foreign accounts, and transfers to and from other accounts. That's just... Of the same owner, yeah. Same owner. So it means everybody essentially now... This is yeah, so reported see, you, you tell me, to the federal government. You tell IRS. me that, that it's just well the, these these you know these knuckleheads up there, but there is a purpose for this. This is obviously setting a, a, a control grid. Yep. I mean, it's very simple. Going back smart. to the truckers. The, oh, the other thing I read in that story, that first story you had about Gal, Gavin, uh, Galvin, Gavin helping truckers, is that uh, they were saying that yes, you know, these truckers now are going out there to protest. Right. Mm-hmm. And and to protest, right, is to basically you want to uh, create some kind of disorder so that people have to pay attention to what's going on. Well, the Port Authority is saying, well, we don't want really want things disrupted. So we're going to give you this little box in the corner to go. Right. The free in. speech protest so area. Free, yeah. pre, so you have to go way off in the corner where nobody can see you. And free speech protest area. And here, and what did we have? Did we have the summer of what? Uh, BLM when they were like mm-hmm. shutting down cities and that yep. was okay. Right in the street. But you got truckers that can't, that want to work, that right. can't get supplies to where they need so that we can have supplies. But the government's protecting them so much. And they have that to go off in work. a little corner. Yeah. yeah, and protest. And protest where nobody's going to see them and then they'll just go away and they'll lose their truck and then all, everybody yeah. will forget about it. Yeah, this is great. This they is have to go work for Isn't that insane? Like, it's it insane. insane. Especially at a time when we already are, we don't have enough. Cal- California, I don't know if you remember, we have, we're like 100,000 truckers short right now in, in California, mm. the U.S. And now, now we're adding an additional 70,000. Well, probably th- can't this work makes in as much sense as saying if you don't want to get the vaccine, we're gonna, you're going to lose your job. And they were telling policemen and doctors and nurses and now military staff, oh, yeah, you guys don't want it, then you're you're out of here. And then they say, well, we got all these shortages. Oh, right. come on. Come it's on. It's just driving me nuts. Oh, yeah. golly. So California's <laughs> awesome. Here's Wait, another. are we still talking about the book? <laughs> are we I still know, talking about Alameda right now? This sounds like this is dystopian <sighs> future that we're just talking about. So Here's another. Fun one. Fault. He's yeah. created this with his prophecy. <laughs> he created this with his mind. Some other yeah. little uh, local right. California <laughs> news world, here. We just live in it. Yeah. yeah. California Uh-oh. now, are cal- the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency. So what's happening? So, you know, water, our water bills get more and more expensive every year. Of course. Year, right? Yeah. So then you think, okay, I'm going to go, um, you know, get some land out in the country and get myself I'm a well. I'm moving in the country. I'm going to be independent I of that water well, system. Right? Give Heck me a well. Yeah. So um, pump my own water. My Dang it. Water. California Globe reported that a letter signed by Natalie Stork, who oh, yeah. is the chief Natalie. groundwater management. Another unelected bureaucrat. Uh-huh. This is now, this is the first step. This is a letter which is advising the San Diego area residents that if they have their own private well, every year they need to report the volume of well water <laughs> they used and pay a fee per acre of groundwater extracted starting February 2023. We knew this was coming. This is from the a letterhead has the California Water Boards and was yes. set under the authority of guess who? 
Gavin Grusom. Your Gavin future president, Grusom. America. And See, the Secretary for Environmental Protection. They need this money, though, because socialism will not pay for itself. Mm-hmm. No, no. And if you end up using more than what you say you're going to use, you'll pay an additional annual fee of $300 for each well. Plus, you must meter the yes, add now a meter to your water well and send in your monthly usage reports and pay fees for water that is pumped. So, so wait, now wait, you wait, have wait. to add a meter to your own how private you know, well. How do you know how much water you use if you don't already have a meter? That makes no sense. That's why they're making you get a meter. Because if you don't, you get fined, right? So you're just going to get fined anyway and get a meter. You just make up an arbitrary number and send it in. Well, no, but, th- but then if you use first, more, you get fined, right? This is the first step. They always do this thing in little tiny increments. Right. You know, it's like but, the frog boiling. They turn up the heat little well, by little. And here's the issue with this. The way that, I mean, why do we pay for water, Ribbit. right? If you think about it, it's a tax. It's, it's a water tax. Yeah, because yeah. And, and, and in theory, it makes sense. They're, the city is in California is building the infrastructure, right? They have the water system. They're putting in the pipes. They're doing all the underground work. So in theory, yes, sure, we can pay a little bit for our water to ensure that they keep that up to date. But if you have your own well... The city's not doing that. No, you're spending no. the forty grand to get and, a well. And, and when we and you know since the COVID and all pre-COVID even these wells were astronomical. I mean they were costing almost a hundred thousand dollars to put right. in a well to have it dug and to have all you know to have your own infrastructure put in, have your own well put in on your property. That's what it would they would charge. And, and here's more so and and because then, of the drought. A lot of people are having to dig their wells deeper at their own expense. That's a huge yes. issue. I have and a good friend of mine. Cost a fortune. A good friend yeah. of mine who lives out here off of um like Shaw and Bethel area. He um. They'd have to, once again, because we got rid of all of our dams and we're not saving water, right? There's no water out there in Clovis. So they're all digging their wells. He's on like a 12 month wait list. It's going to cost him 25 grand to dig his well deeper. Deeper. Just to go deeper. That's just to go deeper, not not to put in a new well. In addition to pumping volumes, reports must include the location of your well and the place and purpose of the use of your groundwater. Um, Yeah. You are required to report. The report must include pumping volumes by month. There you go. Well, th- this is just the, the nose under the tent, the camel's nose. I mean, it's it's every, they do this thing, like I say, I go back to it. It's in increments, and then it's this. And the next thing you know, it's like they're going to come out. It's an emergency, drought emergency. We need to put meters on everybody's well, and then they do that. And then it's, well, we got to raise right. the prices because people are abusing it. You people are abusers. Well, you nailed it because here's an exact quote from the AFP. Okay. We're not looking really for their money. That doesn't get us more water. We're trying to get behavioral change. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we can act like them? Exactly. So let's get out of hammer and start hitting ourselves in the head so we act like them. Yeah. Oh no, that, that's what it, no, that's what all this stuff is. It's control and behavior. I mean, listen, if we really had an emergency in this state, and I do think that, that groundwater is very precious, all water in this state is very precious, you wouldn't be ripping down dams. You know, in Fresno and, and Clovis, you drive around here in the outskirts, and they're building homes like that's it's going crazy. out of style. Right. If I, I always go back to that. If we're in a drought, why are they putting up thousands and thousands and thousands of homes and apartments which you have even more compacted right. people living in a space using water well why what wouldn't is you going just on? be doing the easiest thing ever which is building dams yeah it doesn't make 
any sense. Just put up some dams. Like, we have dams. How about you just uh, stop ripping down the dams in California? That's all I'm asking for. Stop ripping them well, down. They never want to do, they never want to do, and well, even that, yeah, don't rip them down. They never want to do the simple or right thing. There's always other reasons connected to this. I mean, it always, like I said, and unfortunately, it's usually never good for us, for the people, yeah, for the right. plebs, That's why they want to the uh, make hydroelectric power a clean energy or renewable energy. Oh, they don't label it as do that. that. No, yeah, it's that not. way they could tear down the dams because all that delta. You know, needs to be have that water flow into it. That's true. Yeah. The delta needs that water. Yeah. Needs that water. For the fish. Yeah. Um, so okay. I don't know. You know, as far as that goes, I mean, yeah, they're going to hit. You know, they they've got everybody locked up in the cities with the meters, and we've heard many of. I mean, I I know people too that have had you know with the meter problems. You know, they've been one minute over midnight with their waters, and they get these uh, uh, letters from the city. We don't even know if these meters work correctly. If they're even yeah. gauging what you're using correctly. We don't even know that, but it doesn't matter. The city's going to find you. Now they're found a way to get in. You know, it's also going out to the ranchers and we talked before, they're going to put on ditches, which there's hardly any ditch water anymore, but they're going to put meters on the intakes for farms on these ditches yep. and they're going to, and they're going to charge them per gallon to water their acreage. Essentially this place, they're going to turn this place into a non-agricultural area. A desert. hundred percent. hundred percent. And and probably and I don't know maybe they expect a one big great uh, uh, America extending down uh, you know to Central and, and South America where it's like they're growing the food down there and they transfer to I don't know what their main goal is this it's is crazy very, isn't it it's just very it's it's very weird because um, the end goal doesn't make any sense right no it doesn't and I mean listen I I'm I'm the first I'll jump on that train I mean hey I compost stuff I do it myself on my own property I would be great you know whatever rainwater we get it'd be great to collect that it'd be great to have programs where people are actually doing positive things and I would love to conserve that. and do the right thing here but the problem is is that you you try to yourself as a, as a person do the right thing and they keep stepping their their the boot right on your neck oh, yeah and it's all about money and control is what it comes down yeah. to. You know, they force you to pay more, and you get in line. Because, see, if you have a compost thing, you probably have worms in your compost, and yes. you're probably not paying their benefits. You're probably not paying the minimum That's true. Are, are my worms, worms are employees? are not going to work for free. They're considered employees. <laughs> no, you my, you, no, no, no. You got it wrong. My worms are uh, independent contractors right now. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a new bill that Gavin Newsom is trying to pass where they're actually the – worms have to be employees. I have to hire yeah, them. see? So now you got to – So, yeah, I'm going to be – in unemployment <laughs> and all that other stuff for the worms, man. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, free lunch. So some cool new things, <laughs> cool new things in Fresno. Here's a yeah. new something to some... do in Fresno. Here hey, we go. Let's talk about. Hi, Hi, this is Max with some really cool things to do in Fresno. Hey. hey, all right, Max, what are we doing today? We're going to a new business called Selfie Land. What? Uh, is that in Fresno? Uh, Fresno's River Park is now home to Fresno's first selfie studio. Yay. You, uh, it's a literally, a, this is a real business. I have 20 backdrops and props you can pose with. Huh? For that perfect um, picture. Quote, I wanted to have a place where content creators could come, business owners could come and have a place to film content, have a place to feel comfortable, let loose with so many different rooms. Oh, my God. Um, so here it is. What you do is you show up to <laughs> selfie land. It's, uh, it's literally a business where you take selfie pictures. Um, with backdrops that say, look so cool. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I, it's $25 a person. Okay. You go in and you get one hour, one hour to go take, um, pictures 
at Selfie Land. Um, Are you going to go to Storybook Land at the mall at the uh, roading park and that, take all these selfies you want and just pay admission, which isn't that much? Well, and so essentially, it's, there's uh, all these backdrops, right? So yeah. it's going to be like a huge donut, or it's like you know whatever you know back backdrops they put up and you can go in there and i guess if you're a content creator i love how they put content creator yeah and there's like you can go on their instagram page there's a link in the show notes um there's like uh, there's like girls uh, sitting on like a bench with clouds behind them there's like a girl a with it's a swing a swing with like fur um, yeah i don't so I, is this like an OnlyFans? <laughs> so what a, it's it's this really <laughs> it's really I, weird. I've seen this before. You know, people have done this. They've have they have them down in L.A. and I've had friends uh, who have went down there like on Instagram and I see yeah. them taking these pictures. You know, of, of and they're in these booths or in the selfie land and they're in these different booths and they're kind of cool. Some of the pictures, but well, you know, yeah, you could do it. You could even get fake backdrops now that look oh, about man. the same. Well, I right? just think it's what a weird world that we're so into, like, getting likes on our social media that you yeah. can make a business out of a place to take selfies. So, well, I mean, listen, I don't I don't mind. You know, people can do, as far as creating businesses, I think it's great. You know, everybody should should become an entrepreneur sure. and create a business. Um, and I'm not, I'm not chiding them for that at all. But, I mean, you know, here we are. We're just talking about we're not going to get products. There's not going to be no, you know, gas is going through the roof. There's no water. Or they're gonna charge it, and let's just all go be social media stars. I guess I don't know. Yeah, the, you're right. I, I, I mean, hey, here's the thing: if they can make a business out of it, all yeah. for them. I'm not upset with them. I'm upset with the people who uh, who require a place to take selfies. Uh, it just kind of upset. It just um, upsets my. Um, Tr- my innermost yeah it triggers, triggers me. It, tr- it does. It triggers. Well, me. listen, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm glad that they're creating a business, and I have nothing like so you just much- said, but. Go, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, but but I don't know if this this kind of business could last, especially in Fresno. Do you think it's going to last? Really? No. How much does yeah. this cost? Twenty five dollars a person. You get one hour to go take pictures. Uh, I can go to the Tower District where they have really neat murals and all sorts of right. neat things and take pictures there. Yeah. Lighting's and like here's great. one of the walls. No it's a wall covered with Chinese takeout boxes. Here's oh one. God. You got pink fur. You oh, got clouds and a swing. Lights. You got records. You got cards. You got candy, donuts, donut and candy. hearts, hearts, graffiti hearts, other hearts. Purple it's like hearts. little dioramas. That I give you them three months. Step into yeah, yeah. Then we can go in and probably scoop up. The oh my gosh, was that real cash? Cheap. They real had a, they real had a room cash. with cash. Can I go in there and just scoop up the cash and walk out with it? I just <laughs> haven't. I don't know. I just have an issue with this being a thing. I'm sorry. I. Well, this is the, not with the business, with the fact that our world needs. This a is place. the culture we live in. This is the culture we live in. Oh God, I got. I'm apparently I'm such an old. Because if you're doing here. selfies out in the world, you know, like yeah, I'm a Morro Bay. Look, right. That's, that's cool. You're someplace, and there this, you're just basically in a closet taking pictures with some weird background. It's literally to... just to uh, fuel your own uh, self. Your narcissistic. Narcissistic. Views. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, okay, yeah, wh- one more. Why don't, why don't you go? Why don't they go take out pictures of like them feeding the homeless, or you know? Yeah, and then tell everybody, look at me, like I'm feeding the homeless. Yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah, so that would at least be nice really doing something. Yeah. Right. I'm doing this for likes. I don't care about this guy, but hey. So here's actually this is something really cool. I'm excited about this. This is a weekly. This happens every week on Friday. I didn't know about it. Oh. It's called the Clovis Country Western Dance. No way. Right. It takes place at the Clovis Center. Can I take selfies? Oh, I'm sure it's only five dollars <laughs> a person. It's cheap. Country oh, Western go. dancing. You got couples 
and line dance, all ages welcome. It's $5 adult. Kids are free. 7.30 to 10 p.m. Wow. And if you come early, you get free line dance lessons. That's wow. Cool. That's actually really cool. Um, I'm all about this. You know, um, it, it, it actually is very cool. You know, have you ever seen those those people that that are take this, like, square dancing? Uh, this is line dancing, right? Similar. But, I think it's similar. But, but square dancing seriously, and they're all dressed up. And, man, and then they move in, like, this whole unison. It's very cool to watch. Yeah, you know? I'm actually about this. I think we should go and do a live broadcast outside of the dancing place. We're not going to do it. We never go anywhere. We're, we're doing we're it. We're doing it. We're, we're going to go. Next Friday, 7.30. Right, Eric and I will go. Yeah. We'll go. I think yeah. it would be awesome. Fans. We can meet Get outside. Your hat and do Yeah. We can meet outside, talk to people. <laughs> do it. Yeah. And then we'll go in and we'll do it. And we'll, we don't have to dance with each other, do we? Yeah, always. Yeah. <laughs> well, exclusively. Ah, all right. Uh, hey, we have one minute, heard it so here. this is really important. Okay, let's go. Twinkie Hostess has just released a new cryptocurrency. Awesome. Um, yes. I just think it's a very unfortunate name. What is it? Based on Twinkies, it's called Twink Coin. <laughs> Twink Coin. Twink Coin. Oh, um, so I don't know I'm if those all, of you... I, I, don't, I almost spilled my cup. If you look up, just I, this is not... This is just look up the word twink. Ah, uh, that's not... Good marketing. Dictionary. Twink is quiz. This is from Google. This is not us. It says Twink is gay slang for a man in his late teens to twenties whose traits may include a slim to average physique, a youthful appearance that may belay an older age, having little or no body hair. He's flamboyant and has other general physical attractiveness. Ooh. So Twink coin, I just feel like maybe they didn't think that through. No, I, uh, marketing. Who this marketing person should be immediately fired. <laughs> Thought it was interesting, <laughs> right? What, what other what other names could they come up with, Matt? So that's well, what I, hostess, I was like. Right? Let's go to Hostess and see what yeah. other products they have. So I know they have they have um, they have Ding Dongs, Ding Dong, Ding Dong. So I was thinking coin. you could have Dong Coin, Ding uh, Dong Coin, Ho Hos, Ho Ho. What would you ho-hos. call that? Maybe Ho Coin, Ho Coin, Ho Ho. And then they have these things called Muffin Sticks, Muffin Sticks. What do you guys <laughs> think you can call Muffin Sticks? Muffin, muffin coin. coin, maybe Muff Coins. So muff snowballs, snowballs. You can call them Ball Coin, Ball Coin. Um, I just think yeah. they really didn't think this entire idea. No, through. no, Twink they did coin, not. Ball coin. Um, they have anything they can make into coin. Yeah, maybe Twink was just the one they just gave up. On. I think. I think we should immediately go out and buy these things. Zinger, gonna Zinger be, coin. They have Zinger. Oh, Zinger, Zinger coins. Zinger. Zinger. That would have been good. Zinger yeah, coin. That's Zinger the one. That's not. I think welcome. we should go out and buy yeah. these things. They're going to be collectors' items. Yeah. in fifty years, and you're still going to be edible. Now, my wife. Yeah, you're right. My wife actually had a good name. She said, "Why don't you just call it Dough?" Oh, nice. Hostess ah! Dough. She's a genius, right? And oh that's my their gosh! Give and her the like, million that dollars for that um, marketing. Hostess right there. dough. That's um, amazing. I thought that was great. Um, but you know, instead they went with Twink Coin. Maybe uh, get that website, Dough Coin. <laughs> oh, you're right. It's not a bad idea. Um, yeah, just amazing. Uh, everybody, I just want to say thank you for tuning in. want to say a big shout out to um, author Stephen Cochran. Thanks yeah. for coming on the show. Thank you, sir, for coming on. Thank you. Check out his book in the yes. show notes. Enjoyed I have a direct book. link to the pre-order on Amazon. Do it. You can check out um, Cox and Media. I have a link there. There's also links to his Facebook and his Instagram. And remember, um, he's going to be on Discord there. Yes. Join our Discord. Do it. Um, you go to nofocusradio.com. At the bottom, there's a link that says join our Discord. Jump on. It's actually really cool. Um, uh, Marty and I, Stu and I, we were in there. We're talking to everybody. We're chatting. I'm getting um, there. I'm it, almost there. That's right. The doorman's going to be there. Yeah. Um, it's really fun. We share images. We talk about future show ideas. We pop 
each other's monkey pox. That's right. And then if you become a, a member of the No Focus Club at nofocusradio.com, become a member, then you get access to our private discords. Ooh. Yeah, that's where we share our nudies. Uh, no, just kidding. That's where you can hear our show live, chat with us live See while we're recording. We, when we're about to record, we shoot a message out. Hey, guys, we're going live. Chat with us so you can talk to us on the show. And remember, five stars is always the correct number of stars. That's right. Adios, everybody. Sayonara. Ooh. Ciao. Bon voyage. Adios. All that stuff.